Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And it's time for So You Think You're an Adult. Uh, Declan Buckley here is, is here once again and uh, we're happy to welcome the return of Eilish O'Carroll. Good afternoon to you. Hello. Good afternoon. Good right. to be here. Here's your first question. My yeah. sister is getting married in May next year. She wants me to be her bridesmaid. I have absolutely no interest whatsoever. We're not particularly close, but there's only the two of us. So she, she assumed I'd fall in line and do my duty as her sister. But I can think of nothing worse than being involved in her wedding planning. Going dress shopping every other Saturday, organising a hen party and basically being at her beck and call for the next eight months. I have seen what my friends have had to do as bridesmaids. Why would I put myself through that? It's causing a rip between me and my entire family. They think I'm not being supportive, but I just don't see why. I have to put myself out so she can have a massive party. We're big girls now, both in our 30s, so surely she can accept my position and just ask her best friend instead. Eilish, are you surprised there's a rift in the family? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not surprised there's a rift in the family. And I actually, you know, when I first read it, I thought, you know something, I, I do feel for her. Mm. And then I thought, no, you've only one sister. Yeah. There's only the two of you. You don't have to be particularly close to be supportive. Yeah. And, you know, her, her as she says, they're big girls now. Yeah. Both in their 30s. Mm. So be a big girl. Do your duty. Yes. Don't see it as duty, but do it for your sister. Is there, though, she's worried, I think, though, that she'll be at the beck and call for the next eight months and your woman will turn into her no, bridezilla. Bridesmaids, bridesmaids aren't at the beck and call. That's, that's the best man when it comes to a wedding. I mean, she might have to organise or help organise her hen party. But, you know, she has friends. She has best friends. Mm. Contact her best friends and say, hey, as you're, as, you know, you, you know her probably better than I do. You organise the hen party. I'll make sure she's there. No big deal. Yeah. She doesn't have to go shopping every Saturday for a dress, right? She can let her sister pick out the dress and just go and say, well, yeah, well that'll do. If she's not really that big into it, yeah. then it's not going to bother her that much. I think she's allowing it really bother her. And I'm going, bottom line <clears throat> is, right, she is your sister. Mm. It is causing a rift in the family. Be grown up about it and just, you know, suck it up. And it's one day. One day in her sister's life, and I think if she doesn't do it, she may regret it in time. Uh, she can be bridesmaid for the, the next wedding. That's probably <laughs> going to happen anyway. Oh, uh, okay. no, I, see what I'm getting from reading between the lines here is she's saying that the sister is a bit of a you know bit of a dose really, and and that she yeah. will be at her beck and call all the time. Possibly, but then you know. we'll have the conversation with the sister. Say, listen, you know, you know what she's already told her. You know, I don't want to be bridesmaid because she's always said that. You know that that she's really upset about the fact that she doesn't want to. She's mm. expressed it. But I love you and I want to support you. But I do not want to be at your beck and call. There are certain things I will do for you, but then we have to draw the line, right? Let's yeah. this is a compromise, absolutely. But have the conversation. Because yeah. mum and dad, I, I expect, are pulling their hair out and thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. Browning sisters already. I, if, though, Declan, you go to, if she goes to the sister, the, the bride-to-be, and says, I don't want to do it, but I'll do it. Is that the kind of thing a bride wants to hear? <laughs> well, this is the problem, isn't it? <laughs> Obviously not, because we've talked about this often before when we have the kind of the bridezilla questions. Um the, the 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 sister who's getting married has an idea of how she wants things to go, and that's not just the one day. That's all of the preceding. It's all about me for eight months, mm. 
and the sister knows that too and she's going do am I able psychologically um you know, do I have the resilience to be able to put up with that if we don't even have a close enough relationship? Mm-hmm. Because they're essentially two different kinds of people. I, I'm reading through the yeah. lines there. So I agree with you that, um, you know, she needs to have a chat with her sister. And I think rather than presenting it as a scenario where she's saying, I don't really want to do this, but I'll do this. It's more the opposite where she's saying, if I do this, I'm going to come at this with me and Mm -hmm. I know you and you know me and you know that we're different. I know what you want, but you know that that's not the kind of thing that I like doing. So you'd be putting me in situations that I'm not willing or able to do. So therefore, you mightn't get the best Sunday night, sorry, Saturdays out in the bridal shop because I'll be, you know, not that best partner. Um, You mightn't get the best party because your friends know you better and they know the kind of things you'd want. So, of course, I'm willing to be a supportive person on the day. And yes, I'll be there in the frock on the day. But all of the other things. And maybe the the sister will realise that, well, actually, I'm not going to get what I want. True, true. Yeah. Because... I think there is a certain aspect here where the sister who's getting married doesn't seem to have recognised that the qualities of her sister who she's asked to be her bridesmaid, the one that wrote in. Her her kind of identity and her vibe hasn't been acknowledged. The fact that she's just not into that kind of thing um, for whatever reason, the whole family seem to have a kind of a, you know, a, tradi- a traditionalist kind of view yep. of the way that the wedding should be. And that means bridesmaid number one is other yep. sister, as opposed to, you know, mm-hmm. Colleen, who she went to the girl talked with or whatever. And yeah. from that position... Well, Colleen's great. Colleen's great. Yeah, and um, she can, yeah, you can rely on Colleen. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Not like this flaky one here. <laughs> maybe she's the not, sister that's getting married she's really is only doing it, asking her out of duty also. This is what I mean about yes. the need to have the conversation. You know what? I think, you see, what I'm wondering here is it's she doesn't want her to be bridesmaid. The family want her to be bridesmaid because the family have this traditional view of things. If your only sister says, I don't see why I have to put myself out so she can have a massive party, that sounds to me like she doesn't even like her. Well, it's sibling (laughs) rivalry and it's a bit, I think I'm going to allow for a little bit of writer's license there that there's a bit of kind of, you know. But yes, nobody... It's kind of normal to to not want to defer all the attention onto somebody else. So, you know, you can arrange a scenario where you are the focus of the attention and it can be all about you. Like, it's totally, like, psychologically reasonable why a bride would want to drag that on for six months beforehand (laughs) and 20 months afterwards where it's, like, viewing parties for, you know, photographs and all that kind of stuff. It's like, okay, it's over. Get over here. You're married. It's done now. And then it's gender reveal season. (laughs) Exactly. It's moving on to the next cultural signpost. But from that point of view, I think the sister who's, who's kind of been asked to take the supporting role, um, you know, doesn't want to do that from a kind of a ego point of view. There is a traditionalist kind of position that the sister might be, at, you know, should be part of the, of the wedding party. Mm-hmm. But maybe in a sense, that's just not the right thing for the, for the actual person who's getting married. It might make, make her day better for her to have mm. her all friend. the things that she wants. So that conversation mm-hmm. is the one that they need to have. However, I do think that the, the sister who, who's kind of Acting like she's Marilyn Brando turning down an Oscar. It's not, you know, it's like, come on. Like, it's not, it's not, that's yeah. a bit excessive, you know. Do, you know, you can have your ethical position, but at the end of the day, you have to choose your battles and work out, is this going to be a thing that's going to destroy your relationship with your sister? Is this the kind of thing that's going to make you, you know, the kind of bad egg of yeah, the family? The family. Mm. You, might be, you might believe that your philosophy is right, 
But if everybody else around you doesn't, then you're, you, that, you know, that's the decision you're going to be. You're going to be yeah. sidelined. So you need yeah. to think about that part of things. This, this is not one of those ones where you can have, you're right, she's wrong. It's ones where you have to kind of work out the nuances and make the compromises. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say if the two sisters had a meeting by themselves, maybe, yeah. and, and kind of talked about it, yes. what they really wanted, then yeah. whatever their mutual decision and take is. take that to mum and dad. Take that to the yes. family and yeah. say, yeah. we're okay that with that. And that, because that's exactly it. Because I know even, you know, in my own family, when my brother's been getting married there's always this kind of thing about oh you have to include poor Declan <laughs> oh no <laughs> poor, poor Declan, Declan. Oh, poor I'm Declan. just kidding but I, I mean, at the same time there's a kind of a, you know him you know with the alternative yeah. lifestyle he'll probably never see the inside of a church never mind a wedding ever so you know give him the role whereas I'm kind of like you know you know this is not really me but I'll do it because I get the family thing yeah. and, and of course I, I think everybody has their own attitudes about, about these kind of events yes. It is about the two sisters, though. Having a chat and going, you know, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. Is that mm. enough or too little for you? If so, plan B is required. Have the conversation. Yeah. And, and uh, have you had to do the best man? I was terrible best man. At the end, I, think, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I, I would have thought a series of double entendres know, which might be right up your street. Like, no, but that's the old thing is that I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't prepared to bring the full on shirting top of my experience to, like, my, to my in-laws family. So I think I was a very I mean sometimes I cringe about how kind of just mediocre I was. And I'm sorry I know. Yeah, it was a terrible okay. terrible best Don't man. look up that one on yeah. YouTube. Then. No it's not on YouTube. Thank you. It's, it's mm. no. I work in a small enough business but I've been here since six months and I've been here six months I, it's been hard to get to know people and feel part of the team and last week I found out why one of the lads has been spreading rumours about me he's been suggesting I was let go from my last job instead of me choosing to leave and apparently he's constantly undermining my ideas behind my back so that I don't get support at the weekly brainstorm sessions he even told the boss that I come from a dodgy part of town and some of my family are known burglars <laughs> I only heard all this because someone on the team had a few drinks and let it all spill out. So what do I do? If I challenge him, he'll deny it. I've no proof. And it might cause even more tension. I don't know why he's doing this, but I feel very vulnerable. I read this one, this letter three times because I wasn't sure what was going on because it's kind of it's kind of wacko and weird. And also, I've been out of the corporate thing for such a long time that I find corporate shenanigans very odd altogether. It's like being in a weird cult. But the the um it seems to me that this guy is being a little bit naive and innocent about the kind of Machiavellian tactics that are involved in office politics because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people believe that you know you send your CV in and you've got the qualifications you show up you do your job and everybody thinks you're great and then you you progress up the ladder and it's all you know but that's not how it works it, you know life is is a little bit shady and people mm-hmm. are you know often out for themselves and if you're in their way they will try to find a way to get you out of their way right. and if that involves a little bit of spin and a little bit of lying um it, you know, against somebody who doesn't seem to have the tactics to be able to defuse that situation, that can often be really successful mm-hmm. because it can kind of intimidate you. It can make you seem weaker than you are. And, um, you know, and, you know, as a person who sits <laughs> in a drag queen dressing room on a, on a regular basis, I can tell you that jadiness and bitchiness are very, 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 very um, high level skills. And if you can't play with the big girls, you can't play at all. You get ditched and dismissed really fast. And in this instance, I think that what this guy needs to do, or I think it's the guy, needs to... Uh, find a way to, to diffuse whatever's been said around him. But it's, it's a difficult one because as 
the, the guy hasn't said it directly. This is all coming second hand. Yes. So she has no proof that this no. guy is actually saying things like that. Now, I'm do you assuming, think it's a woman I assume she was a woman. Wo- it's a woman. Okay, that's interesting. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. I just right. assumed when I'm reading it that she's actually a woman. Right. Um, but it really doesn't matter. Um, and I just felt, by her own admission, she doesn't want to cause, they don't want to cause any it's, more friction. Right. Now, I get her position. There is no proof. No. So, again, I'm a great one for confrontation in, in a gentle <laughs> way. Okay. Right. Have a chat. Yeah. Talk to him and say, listen, you know, I'm hearing stories that you think, right, that I left my job when I actually, when I was fired fired, from my job, when I actually left. Yeah. And, you know, my family aren't burglars. (laughs) Um, So I'm just wondering, (laughs) wondering where where did you get that from? Or is is this just makey-uppy stuff? Right. Yeah. Have the conversation because he's not been directly manipulative with her. Like, you know, he, he, she's heard that he undermines her ideas or his ideas. Yeah. Right. But not in her earshot. So, yeah. No, but the person who's doing the lying obviously knows they're lying. So that's, that's I, yeah, because yeah. the, the story has to be yep. originating somewhere. So, so the story about the burglars, the story yep. about, you know, you know, whatever happened on, on his, her previous career. That has to be manufactured somewhere mm-hmm. in order mm-hmm. to get into the into the office domain. I'm saying that regardless, that this is about reputation, and yes. if you, you know, yeah. re- reputation is important to an extent. But sometimes you can be so protective of your reputation that your reputation ends up becoming your Achilles heel. That yes. you're so afraid of what people will think about you yeah. that you don't mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's definite cause for a little bit of humour about this because at the end yeah. of the day, if you, you know, you don't come from a, you know, a long line of like uh, burglars no. or, you no. know, catnappers or, or whatever. Or you know, I jokingly say I'm going up to Mount Joy in my lunch break because yeah, exactly, I have five yeah. budgets in there for, for, for <laughs> GBH, you know. It's, it's that but kind of thing. kind of the thing I but also, she needs to. Confront- well, no, hang on, though. I mean, you're working with somebody you think is from a long line of burglars. Yeah. Like, if someone like makes a joke like that, you laugh nervously if you actually believe yeah, it. You know, no, no, I'm, that I'm doesn't diffuse it. I'm more like, you know, well, if you thought that I came from a family of burglars, you, I might suggest this, but actually, that's not true. Even though I've heard about it, blah blah blah. I'm but, saying, bring it up in a kind of a, in a light-hearted way to to say that you've heard about it but it's not yeah. true yeah. rather, rather or than go to the boss and say here's a picture of my parents standing outside their nice semi-detached home my mother's a chiropodist my father's been a salesman for years no one's been in prison uh, uh, and yeah, I know you know you've been told this and I'm bringing and, and I'm being put into the situation where I have to prove something I'm not because of something somebody else had said and I'd appreciate your support manager in this regard please but then, you, then the manager she the manager will say um, where does this story come from and then it becomes a thing of he said she said all around the block and I'm saying that th- oh, well, they the just unsa- have to say I don't want to say where it came yeah. from I've just heard <laughs> and I don't I, I, I don't want to start naming names and turning it into a he said she said yeah. but I mm-hmm. want you to know who I am and what my background is yeah. just in case you've ever heard any reports a contrary to that exactly mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I, I would say that I wouldn't confront I wouldn't confront the guy who she believes is the origin of the story because that could be another part of the what twisted plot what about the guy though plot. who started the rumour Albeit he was he he didn't start the rumor. The who one who told, told her, her all of this? Yeah. Albeit with a few drinks, would he support her if she did go to oh, the boss? Oh, probably not. Would he back drinks. her up and say, yeah. "Well, listen, no, a few drinks." But I tell you what, the manager would be concerned about because that's defamation, absolutely. And especially if this person is suffering professionally because of a lie, a, a mistruth yes. somebody's told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All she has to do is go to the boss and say, "I've heard these." 
Yeah, this has been reported. Obviously, I'm worried about defamation and how this might affect my professional career. Yeah. That manager will crap themselves because it might cost them money. So, yeah, I get that absolutely. But then again, yeah. it, it, it always comes down to the fact that, you know, any case legally w- would require there to be proof. And if it's just ah, yeah, I know that. a gossipy no, conversation in the I, poll. I know that, but I bet you that manager won't have the cojones <laughs> to go, go on, sue me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sticking with Tommy, the guy who makes stuff up for marketing. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, you're, you're right there. And I do see that point of view. But I do, yeah. I do think that there's a certain element of, of, of kind of... Um, <laughs> vulnerability that if you present vulnerability in the pack then people will come for you and whether yes. they're spreading you know what I mean yeah. whether they're spreading change, weak yeah. crappy stories about you being like from a you know whether it's about you, you, your background or whether yeah. you, you know you messed up in your previous job or or whatever it doesn't really matter because they're coming from you for a reason they're mm. not coming with you with facts they're coming yeah. with you yeah. just to kind of prod you and, and basically to get you out of the way or to annoy you because they don't like you whatever the reasons are but the bottom line is you still have to find a way to to to, to push back a little bit yeah. and sometimes that's by saying I know you said this about me yeah, and it's not true I prefer if you didn't say that about me anymore that's very confrontational to make a, a joke about it in a lighthearted way and and but me simultaneously saying that it's clearly not true is another way to handle that kind of thing. But perhaps going to the boss is the right yeah. the right route. Actually, I, I'm inclined to agree. Because I wonder that because it's like because then, it, it is is she can't prove it, but she knows that the rumours are going round. They have to be something has been said because for for this other colleague to tell her this even in a drunken unless that state, other colleague is also stirring the pot as well. So, well, you it. know, <laughs> the manager should be aware of that as well. Yeah. This is kind of thing that's going on. It is kind of bullying in a way. It's mm, silent yeah, bullying, you know, yeah. and and um, and it's not fair. No, I agree. Uh, so, that. I, I agree yeah. It's not fair, and I, I agree that. But sometimes, it, you, when it is, comes to bullying, you either go to the headmaster or you prove that you can stand on your own two feet without getting into it. You know, so that yeah. it's kind of maybe you kind of mix of both. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. Oh, here's a weird one. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a woman in my late twenties and have always dated guys. I'm in a relationship with a lovely man for the last six months or so. However, on a night out with one of my lesbian friends. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was introduced to a club where anything goes, and to say my eyes were opened is an understatement. I tried a sex toy with another woman, and not only was she unbelievably sexy, I really enjoy it. I don't think I'm gay, and I don't want to leave the man I'm with. Did I cheat on him? Should I tell him about it? <laughs> did, did, well, I don't know. Did, did, is did, there. What, what makes her think she cheated on him? For I don't, say, I'd have liked a bit more detail, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. And I, like, my, yeah, my question is, like, when you say you you tried a sex toy, what does that mean? Yeah. It's very, it it's, that's a kind of a, a construction of sentence that seems to be, you know, trying to conceal what actually happened in a way that makes it sound like, you know, you tried on a dress and Debenhams or something like that. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you actually had the sex toy and you were with other people doing it, I mean... That's, well, she had sex with another purchase. woman. Yeah, that's well, it's, what it's a funny yeah. construction. Yeah, 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 yeah it, it is. It is like, a funny construction. Yeah, but like she's blaming the, the sex them. toy. Yeah, the sex toy just, get it. just there, you know? did it flung itself um, in yeah. front of me. And, you know, exactly. it, it, I love the way she put, <laughs> did I cheat on him? I mean, yes. <laughs> Yes, just because did, it yeah. was with a woman doesn't make it less a cheat so yes you did cheat on him she also says you know I don't think I'm gay doesn't make you gay sweetheart you might be bi but yeah. it certainly doesn't make you gay and should I tell him yeah. that's the one that uh, I, yeah, I kissed a girl I liked she wants, um, I think she wants it all basically she wants to be not tell him she wants to 
perhaps Try have the, the freedom to carry, <laughs> to, have the freedom to carry on because she's really not gay, yeah. and have the freedom to carry on and 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 not tell him. And I think, yeah, you've been unfaithful. Yeah. And you're in a relationship, and if it's a committed relationship and you have cheated, I would tell him before somebody else does. It's a really interesting one because I, you know, well, I don't know if he knows anyone who goes to these mad <laughs> sex clubs. Uh, uh, I'm only just hearing about it. Doesn't even mention the club. No, yeah. <laughs> or give it the dress. <laughs> um, look, the thing about this is that the beginning of the of this and uh, of her letter, it's all you know, it's labels. Like she she describes her her gender and her age and mm-hmm. the fact that she's in a relationship, and it all seems to kind of be very you know definitive. And it's kind of yes. like you know, this is what I am. And hmm. by the end of it, she's kind of being very vague about the concepts like it's almost like she doesn't understand the concept of monogamy or what her relationship is she doesn't seem to understand the concept of sex because she thinks that you know she was as I said like just like having a little browse through sex toys or whatever and that was inconsequential um, so it is exactly like Irish says is that she's trying to have it both ways she wants she's trying to be you know set, set inside her, yes. her box of what, who she you know. sees she is mm-hmm. while behaving in a way that's outside of the box yeah. of who she says who she says she is um, and that's fine except for the fact there is other people there are other people involved and, and, and that's you know this kind of uncertainty about cheating is like is gas because she knows the answer to that question otherwise she, she wouldn't write a sentence like that she doesn't want she wants she to wants stay to it, yeah. in the relationship so it's like um, you have and, a, and, you know, you have, you have a decision to make fine with it. there are many people who are you know who are fine with open relationships and all that kind of stuff maybe this is not the relationship where that would work maybe mm-hmm. that's it, it isn't even about that maybe it's about her trying to work out her own sexuality and yeah. she's kind of you know taking her time or she's uncertain or you know or maybe, you know, it, as you said, at the moment, the, the, it, she's being bisexual and it's like, yeah, you know, that's yeah. fine. Do your thing. Mm. So should she tell him? No. No. <laughs> why Why not? Well, I mean, tell him in well, what way. what's the point? Like, no. Tell him in what way, though. Was, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter who she cheated on, but she cheated on him. And depends whether she intends to cheat on him again. Well, that's... My impression is she does. My impression is that she had uh, sex toys. You know, <laughs> like, she had sex with a woman and went... Oh my God, I like this more yeah. than having sex with the lovely man. And she feels yeah. guilty about the lovely man because she doesn't want, because you don't want to break exactly. up and say, sorry, I found something way better than you, kiddo. <laughs> uh, and that's her, that's her issue, uh, really. Exactly, that's exactly yeah. it. And that's you why can't compete with motorised equipment. It's just mm-hmm. impossible. And, <laughs> and you, can't, you, can't, you can't compete with somebody's, um, you know, sexual identity evolving because that's going where it's going to go. You can't close that box once it's no, open. No, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, so right. So we were exactly. going there. Yeah, yeah. Fine. I didn't mean to say that, but yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that's it's more profound than that. She's it's it's dumpsville for your man, really. Well, I think isn't she it? just needs to work out what yeah. it is she wants, and it's yeah. like, and it, you know, because she she it can't. It's not sustainable. That scenario is not sustainable. She can't sustain the idea that she's going to clubs where anything goes while yeah. simultaneously having her monogamous relationship that, that's at home. That's the point I'm making. That's it's not yeah. fair. Yeah. So you know. um and if you want that, then you need to discuss it with them and say, this this, this is my need now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give you up. Uh, I, I love being in the relationship with you, but there may be... T- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Maybe the well, odd weekend, you know. I wouldn't be in a relationship with you, but, you know. <laughs> I don't. But I'm going to write something much better It won't happen you. very often, but just uh, the odd... Co- 
Yeah. I think they're, uh, they're dumb spell, I'm afraid. Yeah. Good luck on your new life. Uh, are there clubs like that? Eye-opening, eye-watering clubs? I don't... They used to be. Did you ever hear? They yeah, used, used to be. To be not like anymore. Like, like, I don't know. I, I'm like, you know, an old man who doesn't do anything anymore. But yeah. back in the day, I definitely would accidentally find myself in these mad swingers clubs that had swings mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah. yeah, Swings? Yeah, mad things. Crazy stuff. Jeez, the I know, but like, like, you'd have to put it like a, a good joist in the ceiling yeah. for that kind of thing. That would be an <laughs> investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was a lot of... Uh, a lot of strange basements around the city that I don't know whether this is Lovely, there, yeah, lovely. You know. Okay, one last quick one, so yes. to speak. Uh, my husband brought our son a games console last Christmas, even though our 10-year-old showed no interest in gaming. Turns out, it's really a gift from my husband to himself. He spends as long as he can on it, to the point where he's not coming to bed till about 3am most nights. We had a massive row about it a few months ago, whereby he agreed he wouldn't game... Unless uh, until unless everything that the family needed was taken care of, dinner, kitchen tidied, kids brought and collected wherever they need to go, etc. So now that's why he only starts gaming at eleven p.m. I'm starting to find it really unattractive and childish. But his response to my frustration is to ask why it bothers me when it's not impacting on my life. He's mid forties. He's never done anything like this before. But I feel like we're drifting apart. Most definitely. Oh my God! Another another relationship destroyed by you know, battery <laughs> operators. Well, boys and their toys. What can I say? I yeah. mean, I had two, I have two grown-up sons now, and I remember when the game and councils first came out, and it was a nightmare trying to get them off the game and councils. I mean, they would be underneath the bed clothes, and they'd be doing this, that, and the other. Anyway, uh, this is a married man in his forties. Now, I, I, I appreciate he has an addiction. There's absolutely no doubt about that because yeah. they are yeah. extremely addictive. So, number one, you have an addiction, and you know. They really need to sit down and actually do something about the addiction, right? I know he's he's ticked all the boxes as far as the housework is concerned and this, that and the other. But what about time with her? Mm. Well, there isn't any, obviously. Well, there isn't any, you know, so and he has, you know, and he has the gall to say, why are you bothered? Because it's not impacting on your life. Yes, yeah. sweetheart, it is okay. p- impacting on her life greatly. So I think there's a few problems there underneath the gaming I do think that sometimes there can be a framing around the idea that people play computer games as if it's something childish um, and it's kind of, you know, it's immature. Whereas, in fact, you know, I don't agree with that. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, enjoy, yeah, it, you absolutely. know, absolutely. P- p- humans play games. You know, what's more childish about playing with a computer than hitting a ball around, a, you know, a golfing yeah. green? I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's, you, you know, it's whatever. Horses for courses and people find what their, wherever their interests are. <laughs> However, exactly that point that you made there is true, is that if the gaming and the, the hobbies, regardless of whether it's golf or whether it's gaming, takes away from the time they, they spend as a marriage yeah, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, then that's the real problem. Is it an addiction? I think that sometimes, as you, you know, definitely there is, you know, there is a dopamine hit and people can get, you know, really into it and it's, they're all designed to make you spend as much absolutely, time on them and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, um, obviously that's another conversation to be had, but I do think you're right. The first conversation is about w- where is our space for our relationship our in the marriage? Us? And that's, that's the, that's the thing I'd hit on. Yeah. But then again, to get drag him away, is it going to be one of those? He's going to. How do you hit rock bottom when you're addicted to gaming? What, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start playing Mario Super Kart at like five a.m. in the morning, and you realise you can't function the next day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Declan Buckley once again demonstrating his exhaustive knowledge yes. of the gaming yes, world. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I and thank you both very much. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. I'm going to take a break. After that, Irish tug of war. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? 
think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.